RHD 107.9 Life, James here with you, back here at St Francis de Sales College in beautiful Mount Barker, uh, joined by a fresh new group of announcers here who've never been on before. Natalia, hey. Hi. How are you going? Amara, hi. Hello. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Oh, very well indeed. We've also got Sam and Marcus here too. They're going to be coming on in just a little while to talk about a whole bunch of different bits and pieces that we've sort of talked about today, which is really cool. Okay, when you guys actually come on together in a little bit, we're going to be talking about cats. This is something you're really passionate about, Natalia. Yes, I adopting love cats. cats. In fact, we, we were talking about this a little bit earlier and, and I asked if you could do nothing but anything for the rest of your life and you didn't have to worry about anything, your answer was? Saving all the cats. <laughs> all the, all well, the cats, all every the cat. the cats that need homes. <laughs> right. How many cats do you have? I recently adopted a kitten, so I now have two cats. <laughs> you now have two cats. Well, I also recently adopted a kitten. I'm oh, sorry, two kittens and had two cats, but I had to be taken dragging, kicking and screaming to there. <laughs> and now I'm so glad I did. Do you have any cats at all? Amara? Yeah, I've got two cats. Two cats as well. We've all got two cats. <laughs> wow, that sounded really... <laughs> sounds really funny. Wow, we've all got two cats. Can you believe it? Sam joins us. How are you going, man? I'm going good. How are you? Great to have you here. Uh, you are not originally from Australia. You have a wonderful accent. Thank you. And you're from Scotland. Yeah. What part of Scotland are you from? I'm from Glasgow. Glasgow, okay. Have you been living here very long? I've been here for eight years. Has it kind of toned down a lot over the last eight years, would you say? Um, a lot of people have said it has. Yeah. Yeah, so probably. How about your, your family? Are they, is it sort of, do they still sound very much, very sort of Scottish? Uh, most of my family does, but my little brother, he's um, he's all Aussie. Is he? Yeah. So how old is he? Um, he is nine years old. So he's been basically here as long as he can speak, really, anyway. Yeah. So he's got this Australian accent that you yeah. kind of go, what's that all about? Yeah. Anyway, we want to talk about something completely random, nothing to do with accents and stuff. But um, food, Amara, is a, is a big passion of yours. And a certain genre of food in particular, can you talk us a bit about that? Well, I love Mexican food. It's just, mum will ask me, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'm like, Mexican food, like you had to ask, because always just Mexican food. Any particular dishes that you just love more than any other? Hard tacos. She hates them. Hard tacos. Hard tacos, because right. they crumble, and then it makes a mess, so you have to use fingers to eat it. <laughs> Is that the part of it that you like, when they break? Yeah, it's the best. It's Yeah, I love tacos as well, but i got to admit, I get to that point where I think as I imagine it, they're always going to hold together. I like it. Get it. How it looks beautiful on the plate and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as one starts to fall apart, I go, oh, can you yep. believe this happened? <laughs> but it always happens yep. exactly the same. So see, you might as well have kind of like, you know, sort of like loaded nachos really than anything else. Because essentially that's what it becomes. Yeah, but with the... I don't know. It's just hard tacos. You're like, okay, I'm not going to break it. But it breaks every single time. Just... Right. The thing you do. <laughs> and do you look forward to that moment when they break? Sometimes yes and sometimes not. It's like, are you, are you serious again? I love enchiladas, but they're more for winter because they're like all melted cheese and it's just comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now, you are not a spicy person at all, Sam, are you? No, I'm not. No, but you have tried. Well... Some may argue that the traditional Scottish uh, uh, delicacy in food is actually a deep-fried Mars bar, but you haven't had one of those. No. You've had the other traditional Scottish food. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Um, yeah, I've had haggis. It's 
basically just like meat, oats, spices, a lot of onions, mm-hmm. um, and then it's been cooked inside of a goat's stomach. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's where you you pretty much lose people, I think, you find, with that thing of going, yeah, it's all this, oh, it's great, oats and spices and meat and stuff, and it's cooked inside one of these things. So yeah. and it's not it's not served that way, though. Is it served that way? How does it come out? Um, what does it look like? It's basically like sometimes it's just like round, basically, and it's all brown. Sometimes it's black for some reason. Okay. Not very sure why, but... Maybe the goat's stomach doesn't provide very good insulation against the heat. Yeah, but <laughs> this... <they, laughs> uh, Words I never thought I'd ever say. Th- yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, they cook it in a goat's stomach because apparently um, back um, a, a while back, um, they used to cook it in a stomach to keep evil spirits from like poisoning it. No way. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and what makes a goat stomach impervious to evil spirits? <laughs> well, evil spirits are going to invade my, my haggis. Why don't you put it in a goat stomach? Then that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm really not sure why they cook in a goat stomach. Uh, yeah, that's really... I don't know, actually. We should look at that. We should look that up and see what the story is yeah. there. That's really interesting. And what does it taste like? Um, it's a little bit spicy, but right. it would. But as my family usually say, like my brother, he said when we tried it, it's, he said it tastes like chicken. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, "No, it doesn't. It tastes like meat." And he's like, "No, it tastes like chicken." Right. Does this sound like something that would appeal to you, Amara? Would you give this a go? I I don't know. Like, if I went to Scotland, I'd probably like. Why not? But just I don't, I'm not quite sure because it. I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. Just the f- like cooked in the stomach. Yeah, it's just a bit of something that's hard yeah. to get around. But you've had the deep fried Mars bar, though. No, that nah. wasn't you. That was you, Natalia, who's had the deep fried Mars. And there's a place here in Mount Barker that does them at yeah. Mount Barker Central, apparently. So I'm going to have to stop by there on the way home. So am I. <laughs> Natalia rejoins us. Hey. Hello. How are you going? The cats, man. We've got to talk about the cats. <laughs> yes. You were saying that the one thing that you would love to do more than anything else in your life is is, is adopt cats and save all cats. When did you realise, when was the first time that you realised that you had a deep love of all things kittenish? Well, when I was about six, I always wanted a cat. I don't remember too much, but we ended up driving a couple hours to buy a little ragdoll kitten. A ragdoll yes. kitten? What's a ragdoll kitten? <laughs> it's like a really fluffy cat and they're black and white, but okay. she was really, really pretty and mm-hmm. her name was Rosie. But I think a couple of years later, she turned out not to be a girl. She turned out to be a boy, what? we found out. <laughs> so, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> is, is a gender of a cat really hard to pick? I, uh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, she, he, well, he was really fluffy, so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you, so you've got, you've got. So, so what did Rosie become then? Did you, did you leave it as Rosie, or did you change the name? Um, we just left it as Rosie. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Tell me about the new, the new cats. New well, new. my, we have two females. So Hermione is the elder. She's just turned a year old, mm-hmm. and she, Hermione. yes, <laughs> she didn't really like uh, Ali at first, which is the kitten's name. Right. But she's starting. They're starting to bond now, and they're playing with each other. But Hermione's still got that um, evil face that she gives Ali sometimes. <laughs> right. But they're starting to like each other, and they're very cute. <laughs> and they they get along really well. Are they similar in age? Um. Well, Ali is nine weeks, so. 
Kind of. Oh, so really, really new. Yeah. You've only just got this cat. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's really exciting. How about you, Amara? Tell me about your cats. Well, I got one this of... Is, I realise that anyone who's <laughs> listening who's not into cats is like, oh, cats. So tell me about your cats. So, when I was like one year old, my mum got our first cat. It's so fluffy, and her name's Aggie. So, we've had what were your memories of that kid. time? <laughs> I used to hold her, like, I would have my arms across, kind of crossed, and her head would be at the top. And then she'd oh, so just you remember like, these times? You remember that? Yeah. It's like an early memory. Yeah, I, I remember walking around the house with her <laughs> just like that. Just yeah. <laughs> well, I got probably about a month ago, two months ago. So, I, f- I finally. Uh, succumb to the pressure of getting cats. <laughs> and the thing was, I sort of thought, okay, I'll get a cat. But then everyone was like, oh, no, you don't just get one cat. You've got to get two cats. I'm like, two cats? <laughs> when was that part of the deal? I don't re- realise that, you know, you get one, get a whole stack of them. Um, but it's proved to be the best thing because, uh, well, we, we got them from RSPCA. So they came as uh, as a pair, as a brother and sister. So they were actually born at exactly the same time. And, yeah, the younger members of my household were the ones that named it. So, in fact, one of them, Sam, was called Haggis when it came from <laughs> from the RSPCA, which I wanted to keep, which I really wanted to keep. But, no, that apparently wasn't wasn't fine. One was ha- uh, Haggis and the other one was called Tiggs or something, which is – I don't even know. That's a name. I don't know what that is. But um, <laughs> that it got renamed. One's a kind of a calico sort of black and white cat, which of course became Oreo. And the um, the other one, which is a kind of a, a tortoiseshell cat, is a girl. And by the way, tortoiseshell cats are all girls. Did you know that? Really? I've got tortoiseshell. It's a girl? That, that's Aggie, yeah. Yeah, and, and apparently <laughs> a male tortoiseshell cat, they don't exist. Um, okay. <laughs> no, this is, this is for real. I, I, I learned this at the time. There you go. Oh. Anyway. Uh, that became uh, Mythica because oh, that's because, an of, awesome because of the love of mythical animals. So it was like Mythica, the Mythica. So Mythica and Oreo are the two cats at my place. So there it is. We've just dedicated a whole segment to cats. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd do. Marcus joins us. Hi. How you going? I'm going all right. Good, good. We were just having a bit of a chat off air about, I guess, dreams, dreaming. You've had one of those periods in your life at the moment with just tons of realistic dreams. Oh, yeah. They're not very good. No. And you were talking about one specific recurring dream that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It happened like twice in a row on the same day. Like I woke up the first morning. I had that dream. I was really annoyed it wasn't existing. Why why were you annoyed? What was so good about it? It was the life you had, everything great about it, but mm. it was like doubled. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I had all the people you knew, so you knew it was real because it wasn't like you were hanging out with someone like, I don't know, like Bruno Mars <laughs> instead of in your school because that wouldn't make sense. But, hey, look, man, stuff in dreams doesn't make sense. So, I like, know, and I'm it, disappointed it does. Well, I mean, I've, I've had dreams like that, though, where you kind of in the dream, everything about it is completely realistic. Then someone like Bruno Mars turns up. But because you're in the dream, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is just totally normal. Yeah, I know. Because in my dream, Bruno Mars and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was normal when me and my friend Matt crashed into a farm in a bus. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is what we do every day. Okay. <laughs> 
And what did you do at that particular? Like, what, what do you do when you crash into a farm in a bus? What's the next thing that happens? I don't know. We got out of the bus. Apparently, there was a bunch of like year 12s coming out or something. We're on a farm. Some of them just started doing farm work for some reason. And we started walking okay. to school through the middle of a forest. And this stuff just seems normal, doesn't it? Yeah. When you do that. Yeah. The reason I fought me and my friend Matt crashing to a bus, because he had a dream like a few weeks before it with him and me getting into a bus and I was driving it. I think there's a, a thing about that where things that happen during the course of a day or something like that. I don't know if you feel the same way, Natalia, but things can get planted as little seeds during the day and you don't even think about it at the time you go yeah yeah, oh, this happened and so on so and it just kind of sticks there in your subconscious and then at night time it like plays out yes. like some big <laughs> cinematic dream do you have it like yeah like little things um somebody says pops into my dreams I think I had a dream last night where I had I was putting my towel away from the shower okay and in my dream we were, I was at a Target shop during the night, and my brothers and sisters were. Hang on a second. So you're having a shower at Target. (laughs) We were at Target. Okay. And I went into Target, and I, I was going into Target to find something. But when I came out of Target, I suddenly had my towel, and then, (laughs) and then my brothers and sisters happened to be there, and for some reason, I think they might have fell into a fountain or something. So I gave them my towel to use, but they took it and didn't use it. <laughs> okay, just, if we could just pause for one second. What happened to you at that point during the day? That made, were you swimming in fountains? Were you having a shower at Target? Like, what, what was it that actually <laughs> happened during the course of the day that found its way into this dream of yours? So I think um, during, the, during nighttime, I finished having a shower and I put my towel away on the rack. And then somehow it popped into my dream. <laughs> you were like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Righto. Well, guys, I wish you all the best for your future dreams to come. <laughs> Sam rejoins us. How are you going? I'm going good. Good. That's great. Now, we were talking a little bit about uh, stuff here at the school. We're at St. Francis de Sales College in Mount Barker, wonderful school. Um, you guys are here in year eight. And at the start of year eight, it's something that happens that you guys all go to this camp down at Victor Harbour, Sam. Uh, does this happen like in the first few weeks? Is that right? Um, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I was told by some of my friends that we were going on a survival camp and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Survival camp? Yeah. Welcome to high school. We're going on survival camp. (laughs) (laughs) He thought high school was going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, like fishing for your own food. No, just like crawling in mud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do any of that? Oh, yeah. We had to go under ropes and like crawl in mud. I got stuck because of, I was really Hard tall. course. It was like full boot camp stuff. Yeah. Well, not really. It was kind of like a few meters, but I was just bigger than... <laughs> <laughs> I was just bigger than everyone, so I kept getting stuck. And so all the small people were running past me. I was like, dang it, I'm still stuck in this mud. So yeah. just a couple of meters. Yeah, so it wasn't too arduous. No, I was you, just... You go through two meters and then have like an a la carte dinner on <laughs> the other side. <laughs> so this is where you met. You guys met and sort of became friends at this camp. So I wanted to just chat about this because I'm really curious um, about the way in which kind of school friendships begin. Because I remember having really good friends at school, but and it generally started at year eight, but I have no memory as to how it all began. You know what I mean? Like you always remember your yeah, friends, I, but you never remember those initial moments that they all kind of begin. So what is your memory of when you guys kind of like first started chatting and kind of, you know, became hmm. friends? I think it was either on the bus forward to the camp or back when everyone was annoyed at the survival camp because it was very long. And so 
I heard Sam talking, and I was like, oh, that has a sick accent. Where's that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> and so I tried to find him, and I see this guy, and I'm like, hey, you're the one talking like that, and he, and I'm, yeah, I'm pretty really? sure. Really? That's what you said? I'm pretty sure. You just walked up to him and went, are you the one talking like that? <laughs> yeah, yes. Let's be friends. <laughs> I don't know. We just started talking. And so I don't really know how we became friends. We just started chatting and then passing each other on the stairs when we were all going home. It was like, Sam, and it was like, Buggers, and we high-fived and like. Okay, cool. Is Does that line up with your memory of it? Um, do, you, do you get that a lot? People coming up to you and go, hey, nice accent. Well, I guess I did that today when I sort of met you. Hey, great yeah. accent. Yeah. You have it at the start of the year. It's a good conversation starter. On camp, I'm pretty sure we went to, um, I think it was Granite Island or something. Yep. And it was like nighttime and I just saw Marcus lying on oh, his yeah. ass. Just lying there, just looking up and I was just like, I just started chatting. <laughs> Hang on, what? So you were... I was lying down on the grass looking up at the stars because... Not because I thought it was a very nice thing to do because I was dead tired. Okay. Yeah. It was just inspired more by fatigue yes. than by any kind of, you know, I just look up at the stars and I wonder no. what's out there. But it's a thing, isn't it? Granite Island is a thing. Yeah. I, like, I, re- I remember, I, I think I've been, I went over there as a kid and I went over there because there's that horse drawn, those big sort of Clydesdale horses and they drag mm. the... Tram? Yeah. Am I thinking about that right? They drag a tram. Is that right? I, I, I don't know. It's like a wooden tram. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a tram, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like a horse-drawn carriage. It's like a full tram, mm. and the horses pull it. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't yeah. seem yeah. right to me. <laughs> well, I don't that seems weird. Doesn't that seem weird? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I like. I liked the island. It was awesome. But like, I didn't like walking there. <laughs> no. We took a bus. It is a long bridge. One particular memory of the camp stands out to you at all, Sam? What would that be? You mean like anything? Yeah, like just anything. Anything sort of like that strikes out as like sort of the highlight. Um, definitely the building we were in. It, kind of, it was like a like a Hogwarts kind of thing, a smaller Ooh. Hogwarts, Harry, Harry Potter kind of thing. Okay. Um, the inside was awesome. Just right. Like you, t- you talk about the Great Hall. Is that what you you been yeah. to say Hogwarts? Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool stuff. It was really funny, and it was just fun to be there. So this is something that all year eight students do. So if anyone comes to Mount Barker, this is something that that happens. You get to go to the, the Great Hall of Hogwarts, lie on the grass, <laughs> look at the stars. Yeah. Whether you're really fascinated by UFOs and the unknown or whether you're just tired, yeah. that's fine either way. That's about time for us. Sam, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us here at St. Francis today. No problem. It's been yeah. great fun. And Natalia and Amara too. Wonderful stuff. It's been great. Uh, you can hear us here on HD uh, here on 107.9 Life every Wednesday night from 9 every Saturday night from 10 if you need to subscribe to our podcast and I really think you need to I did say the word need you can get us on uh, iTunes Spotify wherever you get your podcast please also follow us on social media Facebook um, Instagram and the rest Uh, we will see you again in a few days one question yes how much is it? How much is what? How much is the podcast? Podcasts are all free. <gasps> then I'm buying. Yes. <laughs> it's the right price. <laughs> we will see you again in a few days. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.